Welcome back to season two of State of the Nonprofits and MSS podcast. The goal of State of the Nonprofits is to be a catalyst for conversations about all things nonprofits. We're excited to kick off another great season where we look forward to learning about the challenges and opportunities facing our West Texas communities. In today's episode, I'm super excited to welcome Julia Vickery, Program Director for the Abel Hanger Foundation's new Leadership Acceleration Program. Welcome, Julia. Thanks. Good to be here. Well, I'm excited because I'm excited that you are now in the nonprofit sector and that you are working with us because you've been part of Midland for a really long time, and we've gotten to work with you along the way a little bit. Tell us about your path into Abel Hanger Foundation. When I started working at Midland College, Laura Walker-McCabe was right across the hall from me. So I was the testing coordinator and she literally was in a closet. That was her office for students in philanthropy. So I got to know her really well. She was part-time, so students were always in my office leaving notes and things for her. And that was kind of my first taste of SIP. When Laura retired, I took on the SIP job um, and followed in her footsteps at the college and also with Legacy. So I've done a lot of work with Abel Hanger through those projects. And um, Mark Palmer was starting this leadership acceleration program, and I just jumped in. I've had a heart for philanthropy for a very long time. Uh, right out of college, I back then it was called Rainbows. Now it's Rays of Hope. Um, but Vicki J was um, instrumental in connecting me to mm-hmm. nonprofit work. And um, I've been a graduate of Generations. I love board service. Um, I really get excited about bylaws. I know it seems scary. Um, <laughs> if you need so... somebody who's interested in bylaws, <laughs> have I got your girl. So um, I've, I've just really had a heart for nonprofit. And so I've connected with Abel Hanger in a number of ways. And um, Mark was a huge mentor to me when I stepped into students in philanthropy. And so the opportunity to um, get to me to that organization was was amazing and I did not hesitate jumped right in so you mentioned the leadership acceleration program is that the the primary focus of your role with Abel Hanger? Do you have some other responsibilities as well? And kind of what are you what are your focus areas there? Right. So it's a very it's a very different job um, at Abel Hanger compared to uh, some of the other workings. I am not on the grant side at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I work just with the leadership acceleration program and with students in philanthropy. Okay. So students in philanthropy has always been an additional duty to somebody at the foundation who works so heavily in grants. Um, and with its growth, we're actually launching a new pro- program at Young Women's Leadership Academy uh, in the fall of 23. And so with the growth of uh, students in philanthropy and a desire to continue uh, elevating that program, they decided to kind of pull these two leadership programs together. So those, that's really my very specific role at the foundation. Well, that's exciting because I know students in philanthropy is it's very important to the nonprofit sector in Midland. It's such a unique program for our region. And so having that focus from you is exciting. You've been doing SIP for a long time. So that's that's just really great news. It is. And we're really excited about um, and so are the coordinators excited about new ideas. We're bringing Midland College back online um, who's been off for a couple of years. Um, and with a new program starting, we haven't had a new program in ages. So it's it's really about growth and development and increasing the capacity of um, future leaders in our nonprofit community. That's really wonderful. So let's dig in a little bit about the, the Leadership Acceleration Program. Can you give me the broad strokes? What is this? 
Uh, broad strokes is so hard for me. I've been so immersed in this since July. Um, and so uh, if I get too detailed, feel free to, you know, give me that slash mark um, to stop. But essentially, um, the trustees recognize that we have amazing leadership in our nonprofits in Midland, and we're very fortunate with that. And we're very fortunate to have the Nonprofit Management Center and the NELC and the continuing development. They really wanted to focus on um, those individuals that are already demonstrating leadership and provide a path and an opportunity for that to transform organizations through elevation and so this program really does that it's for those that are already leaders in the community and wanting to further that development further their reach further their scope within the organization that they're currently serving Um, and so it is a two-year program it's a very intensive program very heavy on leadership development and um, it is really so that we can continue that professional development that has already started in that area I know being from a community college background, I know my work on boards here in the Midland um, community, it's really hard to sometimes take time out for yourself Mm -hmm. to focus on that professional development. In some ways, it almost feels selfish, like, oh, gosh, I could be spending this money somewhere else. And so knowing that and knowing the heart of service of nonprofit leaders, this takes those pressures away and really lets them focus on their professional development without worrying about cost and and all of those other kind of distractions um and so we're just really excited about it well it sounds wonderful so i understand that the foundation is already in process with applications for this first group so can you kind of describe the timeline for the application going forward what that looks like sure so right we started we we're piloting right this first year so keeping it a little smaller um but essentially Every year, the applica- or the nomination request will go out to foundation leaders mm-hmm. and community leaders. So it's not a self-nomination. It is nominated from someone in the nonprofit community, um, or at least the foundation's uh, side of the nonprofit community. And those open up at the end of October through November and close around the 1st of December. We'll do a quick overview, making sure the requirements and things are met. Then the uh, nominees will be invited to apply. It's a pretty intensive application process. So that process opens February and closes March. Then we'll do interviews with a class selected in May, and they start June into the program. So how, or I guess who is nominated? What is it that you're looking for in these candidates that would come forward? We want strong and passionate nonprofit leaders. It's somebody committed to the Permian Basin area, somebody committed to their current nonprofit organization, somebody who has been there, knows the status of their organization, knows um, where they would like to grow that or is open to those ideas of where to grow that. We're looking for those that are already leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Just being able to help them continue down that growth journey. There are some practical requirements, graduates of NELC. They have to be in a supportive environment. We do require that the board approve this. There is time away from the office. Everybody needs to be on board with that. We're yeah. very aware of that. We also really want to see someone who has a heart and mind 
for learning. Mm-hmm. This is probably not a good program for somebody who kind of already knows it, um, who's already kind of really feels like their organization is at its max capacity because then there's not a whole lot of room for growth. Yeah. So it's really has to be where they see that there's a lot of opportunity yeah. out there. Yeah, they have to be willing to open the door and walk through it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that makes a lot of sense. So you keep referring to NELC. It's the nonprofit executive leadership course that the Nonprofit Management Center offers. And I really love how this is not a duplication or or taking away by any means from NELC, but it's a partnership that you guys have created with, with the Nonprofit Management Center. That's exciting, especially as we hear all kinds of new programs happening all the time. It's nice to see that we're partnering and working together as a community. Right. I'm even going through that program right now because I want to make sure that there isn't a duplication, but an addition. It's exciting to hear people coming out of that program and their excitement and passion for the work that they're going into. So I imagine just this next level that Abel Hanger is now bringing to the table is going to be really wonderful for those graduates. So what was the catalyst to to develop this program? What, why is Abel Hanger taking such a role in developing nonprofit leaders? I think it's, it's just a continuation of the desire for a strong community and a community strong when it has strong leaders and a community strong when it has strong nonprofits. So, you know, those two passions to develop and to improve, it's just right up the alley of the Able Hanger Foundation. Well, and I do think you will not be want for candidates in this town because all of my colleagues that I interact with, and I get to interact with a lot, thankfully, in the role that Midland Shared Space plays, I think that we all hunger for ways to improve not only our organizations, but ourselves and how we take that next step forward. Um, And we do that through just being open and constantly looking for opportunities and learning. As I've kind of done research, one, I had great advice from um, Holly Kuzmich, who was at the Bush uh, library mm-hmm. and uh, is very was very involved. She's no longer there, but was very involved in the uh, creation of the Presidential Scholars Program in Washington D.C. And she said, "You have got to have some principles. You've got to have some guiding principles to start by because you'll never teach it all. You'll never learn it all. You'll never." be even be exposed to it all so start with those and stick with those and um, that was just such great advice well you mentioned the guiding principles which I just happen to have in front of me <laughs> understanding influence divining purpose fostering communication growing accountability and developing hope why those? The first one on influence is all about leadership. And um, so many times leadership is taught externally or based on position. And this really flips that switch, right? So there isn't one great leadership style. There are a bunch of leadership styles and they're situational. So you may excel at one, but there will be times if you're serving in any kind of advanced managerial position, you're going to have to use all of those. And there's a dark side of leadership. Mm. Ethics are involved in leadership. And so um, that became really important um, if we're going to do a leadership acceleration program to make sure we're grounded um, in what that means. The next one is uh, defining purpose. That one is the why. 
why do you come to work? But it really is a lot um, deeper than that. That's mm-hmm. your values, whether your team's functional. Mark Palmer is actually going to talk about five dysfunctions of a team and mm-hmm. teach that in one of the sessions. Engagement, commitment, um, you know, all of those things that are about purpose. So it, it's not just the philosophy, but it's the application. While engagement's kind of a buzzy word right now, it's really kind of deeper than that on yeah. how you're continually every day connecting your stakeholders to mission. The next one, fostering communication, that's the heaviest lift of this whole program. Communication is the hardest part Mm -hmm. of any relationship. What we do is extremely relational. It's very hard sometimes for individuals who work in the nonprofit sector to um, resolve honesty and kindness, right? So we have this huge benevolent heart, but we also have integrity So those feel juxtaposed a little bit because you're like, oh, gosh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because that's benevolence is so important to me and being kind. And so how the communication part is how to have those difficult conversations where those aren't juxtaposed. Right. Where the kindest thing that you can do is have an honest conversation and how to navigate that. People say brutal honesty, but we could just be honest without being brutal. Yeah, you don't have to be brutal. Exactly. And how do you do that? Right. It's a skill. Yeah. So if I want to learn to swim, I can take swim lessons and they can teach me how to learn to swim. We can be taught how to have higher emotional intelligence, how to have difficult conversations. And people just don't think about that very often. Growing accountability, the word, I think we all, I hated it in education. I'm like, I don't know. It just feels right. Um, <laughs> you know, But looking at accountability in a little bit different lens, right? So how do you do that through adaptive learning? How do you help your staff to grow um, in the areas they need to grow? System one and two thinking, how do you step back from that initial gut reaction and be able to take a deep breath and kind of think through? Because that's a form of accountability and assessments to move from fat, flat, freeze to bring some logic and and work with our emotions to make those decisions. And then probably my favorite is developing hope. Research is really clear. Individuals that work for an optimistic leader, 69% of them say they're engaged. Mm -hmm. If you have individuals take that same survey of a a pessimistic leader, only 1% identify themselves as engaged. Developing hope is about that. How How do you do that in a realistic manner? How do you look at obstacles as challenges? How do you build that in your staff? How do you build that in your volunteers? And a lot of that goes to well-being and resiliency. Well, that makes sense if you think about it, because as leaders, we have to be able to see past the obstacle in front of us. Otherwise, the organization or the agency or the family or whatever it may be, you hit the roadblock and then there's there's no next step. When you have optimism, you tend to be able to look at that obstacle as a challenge and make a better use of your resources Mm -hmm. to get over that. That makes sense. So the website indicates that participants would be awarded up to $24,000 to complete an approved professional development project to enhance their leadership and executive skills. Talk to me a bit about what that project could look like. It could be anything from finishing a credential. If if you were like, you know, I really want to go get my MBA at UTPB and, and, and really understand the business and the financials and the... Um, you know, side of this, I feel like that's an area. It could certainly be a um, non-academic credential. Really, those first couple of months of coaching individually between the fellow and myself will be a lot about, you know, where where would you like to grow individually? So 
everybody hits the five principles, right? Like that is is our curriculum where everybody's going to hit on those. But that individual project is really about where you want to grow. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your weakest area. It doesn't have to be your strongest area. It can be either one of those. Um, But it's really about where you feel like that knowledge would be transformative to the work that you're doing every Mm -hmm. day. And so the world's kind of open. It's kind of back to those 60,000 books on (laughs) Yeah. Amazon. I think come I've, up when you yeah. pop up leadership. I know? think I've seen all of those yeah. 60,000 books as I scroll through going, where do I even start here? Exactly. You said that the person who applies or is nominated needs to be a leader, but that doesn't necessarily mean executive director. Is that right? That's right. Um, they need to be in a leadership role. And we didn't want to put a title on mm-hmm. that because everybody's organization is is so different right. and so unique, right? And so um, we, we didn't want to say it had to be this title or that title. Um, also because, you know, you may have an organization with three people. You may have an organization with 50 or yeah. 100. And so we wanted to make sure and honor that and not restrict in a way that would um, possibly overlook someone that would really benefit. Well, I think that also goes back to growing our future leaders. Mm -hmm. If I have a listener right now that's interested in getting more information or taking a first step, what do they need to do? I really think that right now, although I know who I'm speaking to are doers, right? They're like the, you know, where do I click the button? Where do I push the apply now? Where do I, you know, where do I do this? Probably the best step right now is a step of reflection. After you have a period of reflection and you kind of think about where you are in your journey, as those questions come up, please feel free to reach out to me. I am more than happy to um, talk all day. I'm so excited about this program. So I hope that comes across. Thank you so much. Is there anything last thoughts that you'd like to share or point out? Anything that we may have not touched on? No, I am. I'm just really excited about the program. Really hopeful that this rings um, or resonates with our nonprofit leaders as something that meets a need and am open to any kind of feedback that you're willing to provide. Awesome. Well, Julia, thank you so very much for your time today. Appreciate being here. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. For our listeners today, be sure to check the show notes to find links for more details, for Julia's contact information, and be sure to join us the second and fourth Thursday of each month for season two. You can subscribe on any major streaming service for notification when episodes drop. Thank you to the Recording Library for their ongoing partnership as we launch season two.